Today on The Daily, we'll meander through the dirt racing weekend and talk about a low outlaw car count, Brandon Overton's Lucas status, and a whole lot more. Let's go. It's Monday, June 19th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. There was a boatload of dirt racing over the weekend, and at least among the big main series, not a ton of weather-related issues. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, and instead of talking about kind of every race, uh, I'm just going to maybe kind of hit on some bigger points, some things I noticed, and just we'll just kind of wander through all the stuff that happened. Uh, before we get started, if you missed it back on Friday, there were several new items added to the Dirt Tracker merch shop. Unfortunately, for those that didn't get one, the FlexFit logo hats sold out in seven hours. I have already sent the emails to get another batch started, so hopefully those will be back in stock in a week or two. I do still have some of the distressed adjustable logo hats available, and there are new alternate logo stickers. I should hopefully have another new small addition to the shop tomorrow, and there are some fresh shirts in the works for the coming weeks as well. To snag some of the merch, head over to shop.dirttracker.com. We'll start first with the big Lucas show over the weekend at Smoky Mountain Speedway. The Tennessee track was shortened uh, for this season down from four tenths, uh, from a four tenths mile down to a three eighths mile. Uh, and, and with any change usually comes some sort of transition period. And for the record, I don't understand why it's a four tenths mile track and not a two fifths mile track. Didn't we learn in elementary school to redu- reduce fractions down? Anyways, uh, things were not great on Friday night for the dual Lucas prelim shows. After qualifying, the heat races were scratched completely and everyone just went right into the features. Uh, there was kind of little passing in the 230 lappers, uh, yeah, a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, and it didn't seem to bode well for a much longer feature on Saturday. But honestly, I thought the track crew at Smoky Mountain did a nice job for Saturday and really bounced back. Wasn't the best 50,000 win show I've ever seen, but it was a massive improvement from Friday. We often point out when things go sideways for track, so I wanted to make sure to give those guys a hat tip today for doing something right. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. won again, and he's extended the Lucas points lead to now 185 over Hudson O'Neill. That's eight victories in 23 races, or nearly 35%. And that 20RT doesn't seem like it's going to slow down anytime soon. The crazy thing of it is, is RTJ could have a massive points lead headed to the Dirt Track World Championship at Eldora and not come out of this thing with the title. This playoff situation with Lucas could really throw us a curveball later this year. And it hasn't been a great few weeks for Brandon Overton, and that continued Saturday with a 23rd place result. He had a few hard hits at Eldora, and I think I read somewhere he might be feeling some ill effects from that. He is still third in the Lucas standings, and for all intents and purposes, he's a Lucas full-timer, although I don't think anyone has really talked about it. He originally had through the Show Me 100 on his schedule on his website, but now the remainder of the Lucas races have been added. And I wonder when we start to worry about whether or not Jonathan Davenport will even make that final four come the Dirt Track World Championship at Eldora. He's sixth in the Lucas standings right now, but he's 135 points behind Tim McCready for fourth. McCready is still winless on the year, but has been much more consistent as of late. If that continues, JD is going to have to catch fire this summer to climb his way back into this thing. You have to feel like the whole reason he went full-time this year was because this thing ends at Eldora. And, you know, if you're going to win the championship, Jonathan Davenport doing it at Eldora seemed like it would have been a shoe-in. But if he's not in the Final Four, none of that matters. Uh, the big money for Lucas continues this week uh, with the Firecracker 100 at Lernerville starting on Thursday. I got asked over the weekend about the car counts for the Ward of Outlaws Sprint Cars at Beaverdam and if we should be concerned about it. We did have 24 on Saturday, but 22 on Friday was the smallest field we've had in 2023. 
I do not think it was indicative of any sort of car issue for the series. And I think it's more that there were just a ton of options this week. And, you know, I just mentioned a little bit ago about how there were so few rainouts. The All-Stars closed out Ohio Sprint Speed Week with big money. You had the Winged uh, Power Eye Series. Those guys ran t- uh, two nights. You had the Border Battle at Jackson and Knoxville. Plus, a lot of the regular local shows ran. Stuff in Ohio, stuff in, in, um, you know, in central Pennsylvania. Uh, there were also some racers, including some of the IRA guys, who might normally have run these two nights that took the weekend off. Like, I know Jordan Goldsberry didn't race because of a function with his family. Uh, Geo Selzy and Sheldon Hoddenshield were the outlaw winners. David Gravel ran second both nights. Gravel really could have played dirty and won both of these shows, but stayed clean and didn't. Uh, Gio has been super consistent as of late. Uh, he's got nine straight top tens along with James McFadden. And Sheldon's weird up and down season continues. He was 15th at 20, uh, and 25th at Knoxville a week ago, and then he was 5th and had a win at Beaverdam. In terms of average finish, this is Sheldon's worst year since 2018. He won the big Houston show a year ago, and I don't know what to expect from that car headed there again this week. I feel like he could win or finish 20th both, or, you know, all four nights. Uh, the points with the outlaws still tie. Brad Sweet out front by 10 over Gravel. Carson Macedo third, 40 back. Those guys continue to stretch away from literally everybody else in the standings, including Donnie Schatz. A good run through Ohio in May had everyone on the shot strain, but he's back to where he was, down right on the fringe of top 10s every single night. Uh, the massive uh, week at Husets starts on Wednesday. We'll obviously talk about uh, more about that as it gets closer. Sam Haverteep Jr., Brent Marks, closed out Ohio Sprint Speed Week with victories against the All-Stars. Haverteep was the benefactor of a late flat tire for Rico Abreu at Eldora. And Marks came out on top of a wild race at Portsmouth that also saw Buddy Kofoid, Rico, and Justin Peck lead laps. Tyler Courtney was the Speed Week champion after Zebwise broke a drive line late in the Saturday feature. The Friday win at Eldora was the first All-Star victory for Haverteep since May of 2021 and his first series top five in a year. He was fast all night, but then didn't back it up on Saturday. He DNS'd in the night's B-Man after a disappointing heat race. As for Rico, at this moment, I think he has to be the favorite for the million at Eldora. A win and a second there with the Outlaws in May, and he was going to win on Friday had that flat tire not happened. The only driver with more 2023 sprint car winnings right now than Rico is David Gravel. Gravel has 153, Rico has 148. Uh, USAC Eastern Storm Mini Championship went to Emerson Axum after last night's finale at the Action Track USA. He ended the week with two wins and was never off the podium, leading laps in four of five races. Axum's finished in the top 10 in 21 of the last 22 USAC National Sprint Car events. The good run this week also saw him jump ahead of Jake Swanson for the season-long championship lead. Did you see Jake Swanson ran a 360 last night? Apparently, there were multiple teams that tried that to see if they could get a better handle on the Action Track USA. Uh, Justin Grant, Kyle Cummins were also weekend winners. Hot tip to Dazen Persley for two hard-charging podiums between the Grove and Port. He went 14th to second on Friday, and he might have won uh, if that race was maybe one lap longer. Uh, he then went 10th to third on Saturday. There were two scary incidents at the Grove on Friday. Anton Hernandez left the ballpark uh, during the warm-up for Heat 3. He flipped bl- uh, pretty big, cleared the turn two fence. The Grove actually has no catch fence in one and two, uh, kind of above the guardrail. You've got the guardrail and then nothing. Uh, and Hernandez disappeared down the bank. The chassis for the Baldwin 5 was a mangled mess that will end up in the scrap bin. And Anton posted on Instagram several photos, uh, videos, and a map of where he landed nearly to the tree line. It's something like several hundred feet beyond kind of turn one entrance to where he landed at the tree line. Not a great look for the Grove. Uh, and neither was that fire response to Alex Bright's uh, burning tail tank. I hate to keep harping, harping on the safety stuff, but 
we've seen some pretty glaring examples of not great situations lately. On the Silver Crown side, Logan CV won Saturday at Port Royal. He continues to lead the series standings over Cody Swanson. Uh, the move towards weekly championships with the Summer Nationals seems to have helped the car counts during week one. Solid fields every night, and it was Brian Shirley who bagged that first big check. He won three of five races with Bobby Pierce snagging the other two. Pierce now has 49 career Summer Nationals wins after victories at Tri-City and Fairbury. Weekend modified wins went to Michael Long and Mike Harrison. The teams are off today. Uh, week two begins tomorrow night at Moberly Motorsports Park. Let me know what you think about this weekly championship thing for the Summer Nationals. Uh, on top of car counts, do you think this is working? Let me know what you think. Uh, the NARC weekend through Oregon and Washington was flat, dominated by Corey Day. He won three of four races, and he was second in the other show behind winner Cole Macedo. Even starting deeper in the field couldn't keep him from winning as he went 14th to the win last night uh, at Grace Harbor. The car counts never really improved, though, uh, through the weekend. Uh, we were kind of that 17, 18 mark all four nights, uh, which is a shame, but hopefully guys show out for the big cash this coming weekend at Skagit. We know the All-Stars are off for a bit now. We know that Zeb Wise will be there with the Rudin car. We'll see uh, who else toes up to that race. Sunday race at Grace Harbor went checkered with still six laps left uh, because the track and series were worried about tire wear. Very strange situation. Uh, there was a late open red, and apparently teams were told under that open red uh, that the next caution was going to end the race, and that next caution came really quickly. Uh, on the restart, Bud Cading went around shortly uh, after uh, in turn four, and Day was just cleared the winner. They threw the checkered flag, and that was it. Uh, hat tip to Tanner Holmes for bouncing back from a crash in the dash to finish on the podium in the finale. Sounds like a bunch of teams jumped in to help get that car ready to race. A couple of other notable winners. Uh, Matt Covington, Jason Martin picked up ASCS wins over the weekend. Martin is now the ASCS points leader. Seth Bergman, who had a hellacious start to the year, kind of bowed out of the championship fight following Thursday night's show at Creek County. He and his wife own a small chain of coffee shops in Oklahoma, and they are opening a new store this week, so he had to leave to attend to that. That's a shame, because he was off to a seriously good start. Uh, Martin now leads the ASCS standings by 38 over Matt Covington. Dustin Sorensen was the big Masters winner with the USMTS Modifieds at Cedar Lake. He scored $11,000 while Rodney Sanders continues to lead that championship. And Sunday at Devil's Bowl in Vermont, Stuart Friesen charged from 15th to the win with the Short Track Super Series. That's a hell of a charge through the field for a victory. Uh, that's it for today. Make sure to check out the streaming schedule over at DirtTracker.com. There are a few local shows on the slate, so a few things to check out. I hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. 